You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, and today is probably going to be it's going to be a spicy morning for everybody. We got a loaded house in the house with us tonight. The owner and proprietor, DAR Sports Media, the true god. We got NFL NBA contributor, the Sean Don. We got the Axe Man, Jeff Axel, and blessed by the man who dropped the coldest bar in the history of DAR Sports Media, Powerhouse Peagle. Everybody's in here tonight. We've got some interesting stuff as it was a pretty, pretty prolific. I'm sad we don't got Tay tonight because he would be excited to discuss a particular game that happened this past weekend, but we'll get there. Mm -hmm. Plus, as we record, the news about Draymond Green just broke. And so we are all we're going to study all sides of that in the second half of the show. But on the front. And it sucks because this has been such an ongoing theme with me and Tay. That's why I wanted to leave. But I'm going to ask, after this past weekend's game, after this man averaging 300 yards, two touchdowns a game for five straight weeks, Eagles, Seahawks, all these different teams, on this podcast, among us, do we really even need to do the Brock Purdy thing anymore? I think I think we're all pretty much guys who know what we're looking at. And I don't know if we even need to particularly discuss this anymore. I'm going to get everybody's thoughts. And then I made a little promise today on Twitter that I was going to explain something that people were asking. And I'm going to come through on that promise. Um, drop a little promo. But I do want to go around our Steam panel. Do we even really need to discuss this anymore? True. Um, I mean, we got some, we got, we got people that's not on every week with us. So, I mean, I guess it's something to discuss while we got, got you know, you know, a lot of the gang here. So I, I say, yeah, why not? I think. Sean Don. Sean Don. Brock Purdy. Yes, Brock Purdy. Is this even a discussion anymore? This dude's He's legit. He's definitely yeah, top over. 10. I mean, I hate that game manager label. You can't really disrespect the man for going out there and doing what a quarterback is supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? If he's go out there, he plays to the coach's call, he doesn't make mistakes. How is that a disrespectful thing? You know what I'm saying? And now he's putting the stats behind it. So what more can you say? You can't use game manager no more. You can't say, oh, it's because of Debo and C-Mac like what quarterback outside of maybe Brady, Manning, Breeze, what other quarterback losing his left tackle, his best playmaker? Can you name me a quarterback outside of those two that would still perform great? I mean, we've seen Mahomes once he lost, uh, was it Benini? I don't even know how to say his last name. Benini. Yeah. He lost Coach Eric. He lost Tariq Hill. And now he looks a little more human. Now, on the flip side of that, Tua, he went and got Tyreek Hill. Ever since he had Tyreek Hill, he looks like an MVP quarterback. But when he was hurt, uh, what was it, Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. Tua looked regular again. So you can't knock a quarterback with missing key players, then try to call him a game manager and things of that nature. Brock Purdy's legit. He has a full season worth of games. He hasn't regressed yet. 
not saying that he will. He's gotten better. Yeah, he's way better. So it's like, what's the problem? But I'll go ahead. I'll let Pico take over. And I'll come back Pico. to you if I have anything to add. Pico, is there ever anything even worth discussing at this point? Uh, you know, uh, there was a particular play that all these, and I'm not saying you because I know you're a man of fine taste, had a lot of these <laughs> fat mouth Eagle fans in my fucking mentions. Oh, look at this slant route. He threw the Debo. He took that. Yeah, well, guess what? Debo was the fourth fucking read on that play, and he was under the blitz. Now, I'm not saying this about Jalen Hurts, but in general, anybody who's out there talking about, oh, Brock Purdy, guess what? Your favorite team's quarterback ain't making it to the fourth fucking read on that play. Sorry, facts. Is this even worth being a topic on a podcast of higher of (laughs) – is this even worth being a topic on a sports podcast for people who go outside? Because we go outside, and I think we're all fucking pretty much settled. Like, this don't even need to be a topic anymore. So the thing with Brock is the last thing that somebody could use or try to use to discredit him is Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan has a history of making mid quarterbacks look good. Okay. That being said is hold on. Cause I'm, cause I'm gonna get back on your side on this. I'm gonna get back on your side on this. Why didn't the other six quarterbacks that he had in the 49ers fucking put up these numbers? Why didn't it look like this? And that's where I was getting because Matt Ryan that MVP season, that wasn't him. That was Julio. Like, that's Matt Ryan's been ass his, basically his whole career. I'm not a Matt Ryan guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, ass. Kirk Cousins, ass to an extent, but still ass. Um, Brock has the one thing Brock has over all of those other dudes is he ain't no bitch. He ain't scared. He gonna fire that motherfucker where he need to get fired. And when you got that type of confidence as a quarterback in a scheme that basically schemes people open and i'm not saying that to discredit brock party that's just the way kyle coaches it you gotta you find got the somebody open man. <laughs> right yeah. and when you when you get that man open and you make that throw whether it's a tight window or it's an open window motherfucker, you getting it done and quite honestly kyle shanahan's office hasn't looked this good ever since he's been a head coach or office coordinator and it's because exactly. of brock purdy so absent of getting our asses beat two weeks ago i ain't got no beef with the motherfucker i think Right now, as it stands, he's a top 10 quarterback in the league because I can't name other than Mahomes. I'll still, and maybe this is some homerism, but I'll still put Jalen over him, not by oh, a whole yeah. lot of I'm, spots. I'm, I'm with um, that. I guess a healthy Aaron Rodgers, but what the fuck does that look like? Maybe I might put Brock over Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's it, you'd be hard-pressed to find nine dudes that's playing better than Brock Purdy right now. As it stands, I would I would say he's the MVP. I mean, you look at Mahomes and Jalen's numbers are basically the same, but they're having a little bit of a, like a downturn. Brock Purdy's turning up at the right time. Right now, that's MVP. So it's right up there. So personally, my MVP, I'd, I'd give it to Lamar. But I would call uh, Brock Purdy AVP. He is a valuable player for the exact reason that we're talking about. You take him out, it ain't never looked like this. I don't think people quite understand because it's a West Coast team. So I'm excited for the playoffs because now we're going to get this shit on national television. We get Brock Purdy on the te- on TV, and you'll see that the Niners are are offensive efficiency wise, yards per play wise, are 
duplicating what the 2000 Rams did. Brock Purdy is basically Kurt Warner. Same numbers. Brock Purdy's numbers, efficiency, stats, yards, touchdowns, all of them, all fit within the last 20 years of quarterbacks who won MVP. Now, I'm not saying he's the MVP, but I'm saying is he is elevating this offense absolutely and is a valuable player. X, is this even is this even worth a fight fighting anymore among us? I think I think we're all pretty much we could just press on and talk like he's just a good quarterback. Yeah, I don't think nobody on this pub was fighting in particular, like I had said last week. With 17, 18 games, that's a good enough sample size to see that he's a quality quarterback. Like, good touchdown-interception ratio, good completion percentage, good yards per attempt, um, low turnover rate. So, and he spreads the ball around as well. So, just interested to see what happens in the future with him. Like, it shouldn't be no tension as far as putting him in your top 10 for this season. But, you know, some people going to try to move the goalposts or whatever, but nah, he, he's definitely been elite this season. Um, couple of things. Just the, 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 the myths, people who obviously don't watch the fucking games. Uh, average depth of target, as in how often he's throwing the, the the deeper he's throwing on average, it is not around the goal line. It is not slants. He's actually eighth right behind, uh, eighth in the league in average depth of target, right behind Dak Prescott, who all these fucking people are saying, oh, he's obviously the MVP over Brock Purdy. Well, they're right neck and neck, average depth of target. Brock Purdy has by far the most pass attempts over 15 yards, 20 yards by far. He also has the highest completion percentage on those same passes. He is both the guy who throws it deep the most in the NFL and also completes it the most going deep in the NFL. So all this bullshit about around the line of scrimmage, short passes, it's just not fucking true. And the stats bear that out. What I wanted to get to was in the clip that we reposted, Keyshawn Johnson asks Richard Sherman after Richard Sherman gives a great dissertation about why the shit that people say about Brock Purdy is absurd. Keyshawn Johnson says, well, why does this keep happening? And I had planned on saying this anyways, but it's a perfect opportunity. Well, why does everybody keep questioning him? I'll tell you the reason why. Anyone who is still digging their heels into this who isn't just some fucking idiot on Twitter who doesn't, who has never watched a fucking snap of the games who like to run their mouth too. all these analysts, the, the, the Steven Ruiz's and the Nick Wrights, you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm calling mm-hmm. you up my fucking name now. Cause I asked my fucking friend if it was okay. And he gave me the go ahead. People like that who are still digging their heels in about this shit. The reason is it's because they have no identity or accomplishments in life other than acting like they're the smartest fucking person in the room. They're little sniveling pencil neck fucking punks who only get by with their hot takes and acting like they're so much smarter than everybody else. 
So what they did was they thought that they saw an easy, cheap opportunity to to call out something before it happens. Like, oh, this guy's the last pick in the draft. So obviously he's going to regress. So let me say that ahead of time. So when it happens, I can say, see, I told all of you. See, I'm smarter than all of you. That's why they said that. And we're in a rush to say that because their only identity is tied to saying shit like that. And they thought they saw a cheap and easy way to get one of those in. And now that it's not happening, their identity is so fucking tied to saying shit like that, that they can't just admit that they were wrong. They have to drag it out forever and just look more and more fucking crazy as time goes on. And that's why they keep doing it and they keep bringing up anybody who's a major who works at a major outlet at this point. That is the reason why. Because their entire in their mind, their entire value to the world is trying to act like they're the smartest person in the room. They thought they saw an opportunity to get a cheap win. And now it's all going up in fucking smoke and they can't accept it. That is the only reason those people are still in fucking denial about Brock Purdy. Speaking of being in denial, a couple of weeks ago on this show, I brought up how close the Eagles point differential was and how similar it was to a team a couple of years ago that everybody said, oh, this is the most fraudulent playoff team of all time. And then for the next two weeks, the Eagles proceeded to get their fucking asses whooped in grand fashion on national huge games. Now, so there's been uh, 123 teams who at week 14 had 10 wins since uh, they started keeping track of this. Uh, 123. Would you guys like to guess where the Eagles point differential right now ranks among those 123 teams? Bottom five. Very close. 103. So they are one of the weakest point differentials of any 10-win team in week 14 ever. I told you, then you know, they said, oh, the Eagles are getting exposed. They're getting exposed. No, they're not. Anybody who was watching the fucking games knew what they were seeing, knew that they got a, to at least two of those wins, came directly because of the other team fucking up. I just don't know if they have it this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Eagles, this point differential, and what's happened in the last couple of weeks? Sean, go ahead first. I mean, basically, I just feel like they hit a wall like any team that had success the previous season. You know, it, it just happens. You you lose that hunger that you had at first. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like you have game film. Then they keep trying to play Madden, basically. They'll see a big name. Oh, he's a free agent. Let's sign him. Well, let's trade for him. And sometimes that's not always the best fit. And I also like to admit that their secondary has also been injured. I don't know exactly how healthy they've been, 
I haven't been able to keep up with Philly as much as I have with the the team that I've been keeping up with that I should not have. <laughs> but the the few things I have seen, you know, I seen the first Cowboys game. They got away with that one. You know, the Cowboys just made Cowboy mistakes. The 49ers game, that was just the ass whooping that that was coming. You know, San Francisco was motivated to beat them. You know, just because of the playoffs last year, they were saying, you know, oh, if we had Brock, we would have won. They had Brock this game, and they blew him the fuck out. Then this Dallas game, the following week, Dallas was motivated to beat Philly because of what happened the first game. So what I'm thinking happening is everybody's waking up to beat Philly. That's all I yeah. think. It's just that's, that's, that's all it really boils down to. Everybody's having their uh, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun uh, moment with them that they've been waiting yeah, on too. Yeah, everyone's yeah. giving them the best shot. And that's the same thing was that's happening with Kansas City. Hate to get off top of it a little bit, but that's yeah, what's going go on. You know, those two teams is like, you know, Kansas City. They've been to the AFC Championship like what six years in a row, I believe, five years in a row. I believe it is. So now it's like. You're going to have to slow down eventually. You can't dominate forever. People will get game film. Rosters will improve. That's just what's going on with Philly now. And they're also in like a in the NFC. So, you know, the NFC is more talented than the AFC. AFC just have better quarterbacks. So it's just things that nature just going on. Game film. You're going to hit a wall. Like Philly was like, what, 13 and 4 last year? 14 and three, somewhere around there. Yeah, they they were definitely, they were definitely up there, man. I got a, I got a, I got a question for you, Sean. This is an important question. This is a question I'm gonna ask all of y'all. So, what is Kansas City's like? What is their ceiling right now? Because they don't look like the best team in the AFC. They're not. They're not even top three in the AFC. Who's your top three? Uh, you know, I have Baltimore. Okay. You know, I have Miami. Right. Uh, they might be number three. They might be at three at best. But the AFC, to me, it doesn't look good at all. You know, they have the quarterbacks, but as far as teams, it's like the AFC is wide open. Mm. But I'll, I'll put Kansas City around number three. I take that back. I was going to say, like, number four. But I can't name a third team better than them. Outside of Baltimore, Miami. Axe, what's your take on the slide of the Eagles? Is this an exposure or were these cracks showing all along? Well, I think losing their coordinators uh, probably plays a part in them struggling this season, especially on defense. I know they had their complaints about their defensive coordinator, but I don't know. The secondary looked kind of cheekily's this season, so mm-hmm. jiggly cheeks. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I I would be a little bit concerned because, like, I I don't think that the Lions would beat them, or NFC's kind of wide open too. I don't know who else really. It's clinched the spot yet. 
Snowbite is coming close today. You still got like 16, six win teams in contention. So I don't know. I just feel like the Eagles will be fine until they play the Niners. Uh, I would be concerned having back to back double digit losses. Um, defense looking a little suspect, and, it, and that's surprising. Just look like the loss of the coordinators is hurting them. That's just my biggest takeaway from the Eagles this year. So, who's your uh, MVP vote? I, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out if you're uh you're there with me on on Lamar. Um, my only thing is I don't think he's got enough touchdowns. He handed off a lot of uh handoffs to Gus Edwards. If he had more like passing or running touchdowns, I think he'd be the favorite. Well, he's no, in not, the mix. not not necessarily who's gonna win. Who who do you think should win? Who's your pick for MVP? I would say Lamar because he leads us in passing yep. and rushing once again, and he's completing a career high in completion percentage. I, I would say him personally, but you got other guys. You got Tyreek Hill. You got um. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. I'm just assuming that we're leaving quarterbacks. That we're only doing quarterbacks. I I absolutely would say and agree, even though. Uh, just like I have to say, Deshaun Watson is a uh, sexual predator every time. Tyreek Hill's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's a fucking piece of shit. But, agreed. Tyreek Hill's the MVP. But I'm assuming we're just going quarterbacks because that's how it always goes. Um, so, possible for a wide receiver to win MVP. I mean, obviously, because if, if, Hill, if Hill's not even if Hill's not even getting the sniff right now, then. It, obviously, it's impossible for a receiver to get MVP. Yeah, because like, he is the fucking MVP. Because you know they're gonna say, "Oh, the quarterback isn't one throwing him the ball." Yeah, but like if you look at what MVP stands for, like the NFL might as well go ahead and change it to the most valuable quarterback. Because at the end of the day, Tyreek Hill makes that Miami defense, I mean offense, look fucking stupendous. But we all know, like the quarterback, you might get a running back winning MVP. Every ten or so years now, like what Peterson yeah. was the last one, yeah, it's yep. like it's rare. I think Peterson was the last non-quarterback to win it. I believe that was. Yeah, he was. He was. Yep. It was like twenty twelve. So it's like it's basically a quarterback award now. So it's going to be down between Lamar. He's a favorite. I might give it to Brock. I had to give it to Brock. It's between Brock and Lamar. It's a two-man race. I like it. All right, let's uh, let's litigate this fucking case. Oh wait, before we do that, I want to say one thing about Brock. Brock Yeah, hell yeah. I believe the only reason why he's not getting hyped up (laughs) is because he's not marketable. You know what I'm saying? You know, like Lamar, you had the exciting plays. Mahomes, you had the throws. You know who else? Like any other quarterback, is very marketable. They have a personality. A flashy play style, but Brock is Brock. Hey, I'm just going there, do my job, and leave. Just rolls up to the stadium in the in the Coles Cash outfits, looking like he's about to ace his social studies test. He's a football yeah. Jokic. Yeah, that's what he, he's yeah. a football version of Jokic. Like no one really believed in Jokic until like this past playoff run. Tell you he's making people look stupid as fuck. But yeah, that's all it is. He's like a boring guy, so. They're not going to hype him up. 
that's yeah one of one of uh many reasons one of several reasons um it doesn't sell so i think i think a big part of it and as weird as it sounds is honestly they're a west coast team i don't know how many they, they get less people watching them so it's easier to spread misinformation about what kind of a player he is um the cole's cash look he's the last pick in the draft people want to and like i said people <laughs> wanted an easy w so they wanted to be the first to be like oh he's he's not all that he's gonna regress they're gonna get tape on him he won't stay the starter you know they everybody wanted to jump on that to to be able to call it out and act like they were smart and it ain't fucking happening so and yeah then another thing is like at the beginning of the season they weren't even sure he was going to start it was like a fucking controversy between sam donald brock purdy and trey lance now look at it now look at it it's it almost leads into me i don't want to hope things work out for trey lance i don't want to say nothing bad about him but he's uh he's third string somewhere and Brock Purdy is putting He's up MVP orders, so. He's done All right. Well, now, time has come to litigate this case. Okay, so the news broke. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. They didn't even put a fucking number on this. Suspended indefinitely for Ooh. punching. I'll see. Here we go. I. It's bullshit. Here's never mind. Bullshit. There's not. There is not a joke I can make about this that somebody won't have a problem with. But I, you know, I'm not surprised. From knowing you as a personal friend, let me preface it like that. From knowing you as a personal friend, <laughs> I am not surprised that you are the primary person here supporting lawlessness. Look, <laughs> listen, I, I support Draymond being suspended, but I hate reputation suspensions. Like, I hate that. <laughs> reputation? I hate reputation. He swung and punched him. No, no, no. That's why. What? Reputation, like, reputation of punches being an effective fucking wait. move in a fight? No, 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 no. Let's run this back. What happened was Draymond Green was being held. It's very clear. He's being held by Nurkic. Okay. Draymond, Draymond Green is a bit of an idiot. Okay? Let's, let's be clear. He's a bit of an idiot. He flails. He does a bunch of stupid stuff. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. See, you can't um, even defend it. Because my thought was, if like, like I said, I watched the play. Like I was watching the game live. I saw Nurkic grabbing him, and so I'm like, I'm like, you can see Dre trying to get off, like trying to get him off, and then instead, Dre like he like I'm thinking Dre is gonna push his arm off, right? Like Draymond's gonna push his arm off and be like, whatever, like that. And that might have been a foul, and it might have led to a technical. With both of them, because it might have been like a, a like a confrontation type of shit, but I didn't expect him to hit a you know Michael Jackson spin move, flail and slap the shit out of Nurkic. That's where I was like, what, like, bro, like, what are you doing? But 
I think this is a lot less severe than what he did to Rudy Gobert, which is still fucking hilarious to me. Um, and hey, yes, didn't he suplex somebody the other day too? I, 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 semantics, you know, semantics. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't recall seeing him suplex anyone, bro. Um, the when I first saw this, I. <sighs> was just so <laughs> fucking annoyed with the stupidity that I'm like, just kick this fucking guy out of the league. Does anybody buy a fucking ticket to see Draymond fucking green at this point? Why yeah, are you letting this, you well why are you letting this fucking clown run around and do this bullshit? It's more, it's, it's more frequent now than ever. That is unfortunately true. What are you doing? He's I have doing a conspiracy it. theory about that. He's doing this because he thinks that there's he can get away with it. He's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I have, I a, have a conspiracy theory. Because there's just makes no sense. He's doing this shit like every third fucking week at this point. He's tanking his value so he can't get traded. He can't he can't <laughs> get traded. Hey, nobody's gonna want Draymond doing the things he does. That's how I feel about Dre and Clay. Like the shit Clay does now. It's like the monsters came and took his abilities. You're just trying not to get traded at this point. You're doing whatever you can to stay in Golden State. You know if you play slightly above average, like, oh shit, Clay's getting old. Dre's getting old. Let's go ahead and trade them while they're still playing good. Dre, he's just going to do some outrageous shit where nobody want to touch him. Like, you know why? That shit in, the last, in the last two years, he had like, what, four incidents? He, had, yeah. he punched food. Choke wrote Rudy out. Apparently, he body slammed somebody. I missed that. He stomps a, he stomps a bonus. Although that was he's, just he's, he stomps oh, a yeah. bonus. Stomps a bonus. Yes, that was just that. I, I don't. I didn't. Oh my god! Look Listen at that one. Same way everybody else. Soft did. peddling. You oh, are there's a, man. there is a fucking pattern here. I don't judge a book by you, its cover, damn it. How can don't you judge. give how can you give the benefit of the doubt? Like this is over and over and over. You can't separate it like it's oh well that thing was just this I and oh that thing era. was just that. That it's what I he does. The, look, we are from the era, damn it, of goddamn bad boy pistons, the bulls, people getting clotheslined, beat up, punched in the face. I think. I, hell, we all of us were there fucking malice in the palace and shit. We all know what these like, things. I was like five. I was like five. You, 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 you're a little nigga. That's fine. The point is, <laughs> the the point is, is like, I think Draymond, Draymond. The issue with Draymond is that he's always done stupid shit, but the good used to outweigh the bad. Now, I will say this about him this year. This is his best offensive season in a very long time. Defensively, he has his moments. But this is his best offensive season in a long time. This I, motherfucker I, just did a Kerry Von Eric Texas Tornado discus punch on somebody. And True's up here talking about his fucking defense this year. Because this is Bro. basketball. We're not, this is what we talk about. This is basketball. Let's talk is about it? basketball. Is it? Yes. Because people in basketball, look. I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna do a ref, uh, wrestling reference. All right, wrestling reference. <laughs> you know, because you know I'm going with this. CM Punk beat the shit out of the elite. 
He beat the shit out of Jack Perry. But I guess what I thought? I thought firing him from AW was stupid. I think getting rid of Draymond Green from the league, I don't think it's solving anything. I don't think it fixes the problem. I think the suspension being indefinite is whatever. I have my thoughts on that. Um, I'm not it mad does, at this. That is, I, no. See, I'm not mad at it. Pinnock is a draw, and there was two sides to that story. He wasn't just beating people up because he was fucking in the same fucking vicinity as them, being a little bitch. That's what that is. That's being a fucking coward. We're out here playing a game, and you take a fucking cheap shot. It's automatically a fucking cheap shot. And the message it sends is you're not going to come out here and be a fucking moron over and over and over again with no repercussions in this fucking professional basketball league. That's the message that it sends. I am going to say this. I fully support the Draymond Green suspension. I don't, I, I, I'm never going to be on the side of kicking anybody out of the league. I'm never going to be on the side of that. Never, ever. I think he's an idiot. I think he, he, I think he, he, I think he needs therapy genuinely because he spoke at length about his own insecurities working in this organization. Steph Curry has carried him for the last 12 years. I think there's some un underlying issue that he has not resolved himself and I think he does need counseling like he's getting however I just didn't I don't know like I said I think I just think I'm like all right man this ain't this ain't as bad as the Rudy thing but I get why everybody like I get why everybody's like oh we gotta get him out of here this is that I don't disagree in the sense of like he needs He's got away with a lot of shit. And I defended him back when he was kicking Steven Adams in the balls because I was like, it just, to me, it didn't look like it, like back then it didn't look like it was on purpose. 2016, I, didn't, I, I was like, he just looks like he's, he flails like an idiot. It's like, that was my, he just looked like an idiot. Like, he just, I, I used other words back then to describe how I thought he, he moved. And I actually think there is something mentally wrong with Draymond Green. But I will not, I will not support kicking this man out of the league only because of the fact Golden State Warriors need him <laughs> on to, to be on their defense. That is me being biased a little bit. And plus, also, I just I just don't like the idea of like, oh, we're gonna kick him out, kick him out of the league. Because it's like, I'll be honest, there's a lot of shit that people get away with in the league, and it's just not as highlighted. Like and and like like there's dirty players in the league right now, and they're superstars. Jokic got away with some dirty shit several times. Gang is suspended for that. Jokic is the reason was it was it Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris was out for like forty fucking games, but he ain't getting no suspension for that. Giannis just did some dirty shit to Tyrese Halliburton tonight. They ain't gonna call him dirty. A lot of people feel like Giannis was the reason Kyrie got hurt. When in in the series, and he was a dirty player. It's just the, I get Draymond's the idiot, and I get he deserves to be suspended. But if we're gonna be consistent and look at history, there's a lot of people who get away with shit, and they don't get suspensions. They well, don't I, get texts. We're not talking about them. 
we're we talking are, about damn it, Draymond Green. This is the trial. This is the trial. I am oh, the defense. Okay. <laughs> this is the defense. So somebody has to shoot Draymond some bail, and I'm not shooting much bail. I think he's an idiot. But I just think the NBA picks and chooses who they like to label certain things and who they like to pick on. Like, like I'll be fair. Ninety nine percent of the time, Draymond gets texts that he he gets texts that he deserves. He gets flagrant files that he deserves. But that one percent of the time, I'm like, man, I watch. Like I said, I watch Jokic barrel into Markeith Morris. I think it was Markeith. And and hey, at least it's and, a basketball move. He's not punching people. That, that wasn't a and choking move. people that and kicking people move. in the nuts. That was a basketball move. That was after the play. Markeith Morris was walking. He bought, he ran up to him and boomed him. And Marquise Morris had back issues and whiplash. Nobody, Jokic won MVP. He didn't get suspended that year. He won a fucking championship. Okay, well, he got like, oh, kicked out of a game for saying fucking words the other night. So he did. And then yeah. again, I think I think that's a problem too, though. I think there's a wide issue in the NBA. The officials need to be held responsible for what they're doing. Kicking Draymond Green out is fine. Giving giving people texts. And all that's fine. There's a larger problem that we're not talking about, and this is where defense will rest. Oh, my God. You can't trust these NBA referees. They're sports betting. They're doing evil things. Draymond Green getting thrown out of the game yesterday cost several of my friends thousands of dollars. It's rigged. None of this is real. All this is fake. That is my defense. Draymond Green does things. Because he's selling people's parlays on purpose, which if you bet on Draymond, you probably deserve to lose anyway. But that's all I'm going to say. So I I just want to say that the fact that the two best guesses we've gotten so far at this is he's deliberately sabotaging himself to not be able to be traded. Or he is a fucking gambling shark and he's purposely fucking over people's parlays. Those That's are the right. two reasonings that we've been given <laughs> for this man's behavior so far. Because it can't possibly be, yeah, I got you. Axe, you are a basketball coach. What would you fucking do if people people who played for you were doing just Draymond Green shit? The wrong guy to ask. This is the best guy to ask. He hates Draymond. He hates Draymond. It's not a hate. I just felt like Sean Marion was better at what he did during his day. That's not hate. But technically you're right. That's it. I mean, in all honesty, it's a two-minute YouTube montage of Draymond doing a whole bunch of treacherous things on the court. <laughs> Whether it's flopping, he's got somebody in the leg lock. Like he's barreling into people with moving screens. He's tackling players. Like this is a, a habitual problem. Like he's constantly like he the explanation he gave was trash. He talking about, oh, I was posting up, he had his hand on uh my hip, and I'm not a flopper. So I try to exaggerate with my arms instead of my legs, because I can get fined for flopping. Like what? Who posts up and punches somebody in the face? Like what type of <laughs> uncoordinated bullshit is that, man? Like he need to sit down. I wish he could play against the Wizards so he could play against Jordan Poole. He might. So I hope he's done with whatever he gotta do. Look, before man. Before that date. Look, 
My I don't cousin. think that suspension is lasting long. I'm gonna tell you, I don't think it's lasting as long as people think. Like, please bring him back against the Wizards. Like, my cousin who did five years in front of federal prison, ran point guard, fucking prison basketball, and he even he was like, I ain't never seen no shit like that. <laughs> On the prison yard, you don't just haul off and fucking punch someone when you're fucking busting up. What the fuck is this? This dude's touched in the fucking head. I mean, yeah, he well, going he, like Adam Silver dug in his David Stern bag for once. That she gave out a harsh suspension. I ain't seen an indefinite suspension that wasn't drug related or John Morant or John Morant related. <laughs> Yeah, John Moran was the last person. I forgot, yeah, with the indefinite <laughs> suspension. God damn. Well at least at least at least Draymond has, you know, an explosive, you know, explosive anger, maybe something to fucking blame. What the fuck does John Moran have to <laughs> You know? You know what's funny about John Moran, the John Moran situation, you know. I thought about this for a while. You know, John Morant is that kid that watched TV growing up. He watched the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, um, he watched BET growing up. He watched The Box. If people, if that shows how old I am, I remember The Box was a, was a, was a, was a station. Um, he watched, you know, he watched all of this stuff, or maybe not watch that. Watched One of Park. He started watching them gangster DVDs. And John Morant wanted to live that life. I think when you're young and you're in the midst of the streets, you know, street stuff and you're around it, as someone who kind of grew up in it, I think people gravitate to it because they want to feel like a part of something. And John Morant is just an idiot. You know, he's just an idiot to do that. But I always thought that's what he, you know, that's what his focus was. He wanted to, to walk in the same line of, you know, kind of like be like everybody else. And you know that's 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 nothing to do, of course, with Draymond uh, and his situation. I think on a basketball level, I actually think Draymond being out for the Warriors is actually going to be a good thing for them. He better um, hope it's not. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you why. So, a big source of the issues for the Warriors right now are their turnovers. Right, they are like terrible with turnovers. Draymond is responsible for a lot of those turnovers. So is Steph, but Draymond plays... I'm trying to use the right word here because there's a a definite bad word that I could use that I'm not going to use. He plays like a fucking buffoon and an idiot because if Draymond's coming down the court full speed, nine times out of ten, the the ball is not going to get to where it needs to go. And I feel like when you have a guy like Draymond off of, off of the court, that's a perfect time for Kaminga to show out. That's a perfect time for, um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis to get some run. You know, uh, Dario Sark has been amazing for the Warriors. Um, he, and it's like these are guys who kind of make Draymond in a, in a, in a way uh, expendable. And that's also probably an issue for Draymond, I think, too, right? I mean, if hit uh when he hit uh what's his name? He hit Jordan Poole, right? 
There's well, there's so many of them that you're forgetting. Yeah. You know, who and which is which. You know what he said, right? His explanation was because Jordan Poole had just, you know, was just up for a huge contract along with Andrew Wiggins. And Draymond felt like it spelled the end of of his time as a warrior. So what happens is Draymond signs an extension, signs a new contract, and Jordan Poole is shipped out. The organization, and this is where I won't be the defense for Draymond. The organization, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, all these people, the Warriors' problem right now is why they're 10 and 13 right now. And more than likely will end up 10 and 14 unless something happens, you know, with this next game they have against the Clippers. But the Clippers are white hot right now, and momentum is a thing. And so the issue with Draymond Green is simply one thing. It's the management of the Golden State Warriors. The reason why I say this, if Draymond Green knew he was going to get punished or he was going to be shipped out for the shit that he does, do you really think he would do some of the things that he does? No. Because Bob Myers used to sit down and talk to Draymond and kind of give him a pass for the shit that he would do. Joe Lacob loves Draymond. Steve Kerr is afraid of Draymond. If you have the inmates running the asylum, you are not going to get a lot of things accomplished. No, you don't say. We'll probably talk about that on Weekend Wrestling on Saturday. Huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the problem. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson have earned the right to have a lot of leeway and power in the organization of the Golden State Warriors. But you know who carries himself like the ultimate professional when he comes to work and on the court? Steph Curry. Look at Klay Thompson. Like, okay, this is Draymond stuff, but this is also basketball related. Look at Klay Thompson's idiot self on the bench last night during the game. He's moping. He's he's fucking he's pouting. He's like, oh, I'm on the bench. They're playing, they're playing Brandon Pods over me. This is the same behavior that enables Draymond to act the same way he does. Bro, I was just about to say, like, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about it. Like, is this Warriors thing over? Not only is it over, done, but they were the last ones to realize it. And that's why they're going out the way they're going out right now with Clay and fucking Trey acting like this and a losing record and just a fucking clownery and embarrassment surrounding and you know, the fucking team. You know the worst part of this? The Golden State Warriors, in like six of their last seven games or eight of their last nine games, have had a lead or a double-digit lead or some form of lead in their in the game and they blow the lead every time they are 10 and 13 if you win five of those eight games that you had double digit leads in that you blew you're like 15 and 8 being 15 and 8 versus being 10 and 13 puts you right in prime position in the second third fourth seed now here's the thing could the warriors turn it around without Draymond could they you know switch their lineup 
The issue with the Warriors is stubbornness. Their dynasty is over because they are stubborn and they're idiotic. Klay Thompson is washed. Andrew Wiggins is look like his best friend died because Jordan Poole was his best friend in the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole is gone. Andrew Wiggins has no motivation. He's a loser. He's acting like Minnesota Andrew Wiggins. Klay Thompson does not know how to play within the game. He wants to be the guy who put up 60 and 29 minutes, hit 14 threes. You ain't that guy no more. You might be good for four or five threes if you line up right and get your mind in the game. Draymond Green. Draymond Green is not the all-defense guy that he was. But Draymond Green is shooting a super high. He's a career high from three. He's had more double-digit scoring games this year than he, I think he did the last couple, couple of seasons. So I don't think it's so much of a thing that, like, the dynasty over because they don't realize it. I actually think the dynasty is over because they won't accept lesser roles and allow the younger, better, more athletic players to take over. Moses Moody has been amazing in his role as a player on the Golden State Warriors. Jonathan Kaminga is half and half. He has some great flashes, and sometimes he doesn't. But I think he's, you know, and uh, was it Pajetsky or I think his name was Pajetsky, the little white kid. He is a hooper. That that little that little man, little, little bro, be wildin'. He be out there shooting. He had twenty and ten last night, and he's like six foot one at best, five foot ten, five eleven. Golden State can succeed if they focus on the players who are playing well. Chris Paul is not playing the best offensively. He's definitely not playing the best um, defensively. But in Draymond Green's absence. You need Chris Paul to be a game manager for a second unit. But here's what here's what I think should happen. Can't even let to say this. Draymond Green might be out anywhere between five to ten, maybe 15 games. The indefinite thing is bullshit. They know when they want to bring him back. They have all the counts and stuff figured out. It's the NBA, this is the NBA's Adam Silver. He has all his worked out. John Morant got suspended before. Well, how, how long did John Morant get suspended? For like five, six games at best? Not before the 25-game thing. He got suspended for indefinitely, but he came back in like four or five games. Draymond can do the same thing. But guess what? There's one thing Draymond has to do, and he has to accept a smaller role. Draymond is dealing with, and you might see Clay start lashing out just like Draymond. Maybe not as excessive. But if you watch Clay's recent interview after the game, he's like, yeah, I'm frustrated. I guess I deserve to be on the bench. Like, nigga, you trash. You trash, bro. Like, you you getting paid $44 million, and you can't even get 15 points a game. You trash. Nigga, you trash. Steph Curry also needs to man up and play like a man. Taking these terrible shots, playing terrible, like the Golden State Warriors, are just not accepting the reality of their situation. The faster you accept the reality and use the youth the way you're supposed to, you needed more veterans on the team. You got Sart, you got Chris Paul. They're both playing their games very well. You have Kaminga, you got Moody, you got Trace Jackson Davis, you got Pods. You have guys who can go out there and contribute. Gary Payton II is injured right now. That's another thing we're forgetting. 
the Warriors have had a ton of injuries this year and people missing games and suspensions and everything. If Draymond doesn't get suspended and acts like a normal human being, if Gary Payton II doesn't get injured, maybe their record's a little different. If Wiggins, you know, plays like he has half a brain, if Clay stops forcing it, shooting him out of the game sometime, they would be fine. The Warriors are living and dying by the gun. The proverbial gun being their old ways. This ain't 2014. This ain't 2015. This is 2023 going on to 2024. So I think it's time. Like I said, I, I, I think it's time to. Honestly, they should let Clay go. And if somebody would have taken Draymond, I would, I would probably do the same thing. But the one thing is loyalty. Sometimes with loyalty, you can ride with people and be loyal to a fault, and you lose because of that loyalty. Yeah, and the loyalty- sure can, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, talk about it. Uh, anyway, but um. With Draymond Green. And look, I relate to Draymond a little bit. A little bit. I don't body slam people for no reason. I, I usually have reasons for when I body slam people or slap people. Um, but I, I relate to someone being, I think people think Draymond's a little bit misunderstood and all that stuff like that. And then he, you know, I relate to that part of like people assume that you're one thing. And maybe Draymond isn't. Maybe he isn't exactly that. Maybe somewhere under the surface he is literally just the most uncoordinated man in NBA history and these things aren't super intentional unfortunately if you have reputation 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 is is everything to a lot of people and unfortunately Draymond is not apologetic about his issues and that becomes the issue if you're not apologetic for what you do he apologized to Nurkic he didn't really apologize to Sabonis. He never really, he never apparently never apologized to Jordan Poole either. So this is a pattern. That's because he is a fucking coward and a fucking bully and a punk. That's punk shit. You're playing a game and you just fucking cheap shot somebody out of fucking nowhere. You were a fucking coward. Mm. Straight up, I can't. Like I said, I, I I can't say anything against that, so I'm not. I just say the Golden State Warriors are going to go on a winning streak with or without Draymond Green. <laughs> Speaking the of winning streaks, you wanted to talk about the Clippers. I hate the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> Draymond, because not Draymond, because James Harden, somebody who I've always disliked. He's playing well. He's not foul hunting. He doesn't have the ball all the time. The move to put Russell Westbrook on the bench actually worked out. Although I think Harden would be a better option because sometimes the Clippers lose leads because there's not enough offense on the floor, which is weird because they have so many offensive weapons. Um, Ty Lue is not a great coach to me anymore. Um, I think he's kind of lost the plot, but I think 
Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden. Obviously, two of those two of those guys there, and if you had Russell Westbrook, three of those guys fall off in the playoffs terribly. But for all intents and purposes, they look as good as any team right now. They're on a super long winning streak. Um, they have a game against, coincidentally, the Golden State Warriors uh, tonight. And I, you know, if I had to take a guess, without Draymond Green, without Gary Payton II, the Warriors on the road, there's a big chance that the Warriors lose that game. But if you look farther, the test, the real test for me is watching the Clippers when they go against the Mavericks, the Lakers, the Nuggets. They played the Nuggets several times, but they weren't fully where they are now. Right. So they play the Kings again. They just played the Kings at night. Like when they play the Kings, they're on in the back to back. I want to see them fully play play guys that are well, like at least halfway decent rested. And I want to see them. I want to see how they get when times get a little, little tough. James Harden has wrestled his way out of everywhere that he's been in the last, what, three, four seasons. So like I said, I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how far they can take whatever it is that they do as a collective. But it pains me to say the Clippers are probably one of the hottest, if not the hottest team right now in the NBA. And it sucks because they were in the 11th <laughs> seed. They were, they were in the 11th seed at one point, and Golden State was like 9th or 10th. And in these like last couple losses and blow leads, the Warriors are now 11th. Um, so not the most ideal situation, not the most ideal uh, thing to, to for me to see that. But I think, um, I think the Clippers are the West is wide open. Let's be clear, the West is wide open. Minnesota Timberwolves are obviously the number one team, but the West is wide open. You never trust a team with Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. Regular season. You can win 60 games, 55, 60 games. You're going to look great. And all of a sudden, you start going against faster, some faster guards people who can shoot. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is not built like that. So I think the West is wide open. Uh, if this was the year that the Clippers ended up uh, ending their drought, um, uh, yeah, um, it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting. And I know we – I know I, I said a lot of bad things about James Harden on this on this program. And I'm not going to stop saying bad things about him. But I think this is the perfect fit for him because he has guys who are offensively just as good, if not better than him. And he has guys that are willing to defer because none of those guys see themselves as alphas, as they as they like to call them. And none of these guys, I think Kawhi is too injured to ever be a full-time number one on any team. Paul George does not see himself as a one. Uh, Harden thinks he is, but Harden accepts his role. And Harden loves to pass the ball and loves to rack up his assist. So... Those are, uh, like I said, those are some uh, 
those are some things that I guess make the Clippers whoop the fucking do. The Clippers are a hot team right now. Uh, they're on a winning streak. They're probably about to whoop the whoop the hell out the Warriors, and then continue rolling on. Um, I do want to mention the in season tournament ended. We had did our last show prior to it ending. The Lakers won. Uh, Anthony Davis had an amazing game. LeBron James was, it pains me to say, he was amazing throughout the tournament. Um, the Lakers won. The NCAA tournament doesn't really feel like it mattered much, but it was a cool thing, I think, for the league. I think it's – I didn't like the games in Vegas because it felt very bubble-like. It did not feel – like championship basketball. It felt like a bubble game. So it's just like, I didn't really, you know, well, I, it was some high level basketball being played. Anthony Davis, when he wants to show up, he can be a monster. It's just him staying healthy. So um, also want to just briefly touch on the fact that Tyrese Halliburton has arrived as a superstar in the NBA. And um, he's, he, that's another guy who, we have so many talents that are future, future talents. Although the paces are like, as we were recording, they're getting their ass whooped. Um, by the Bucks. God damn, Giannis got 47 and 13. God damn. Uh, yeah, despite that, despite that, I think Tyrese Halliburton is. I think he he he's he's a template, you know. He's like he's like an old school template mixed with he's an old school guy mixed with new school in the sense of like he has like you know the Steve Nash, Magic Johnson, uh, Chris Paul really ability to pass the ball to be a game manager to see the Florida you know Florida right way, and you know he also has the ability to you know, score and get you 25, 30, and, and he's averaging, I think, what, 26 and 13 or something like that. And I don't think we've seen really anybody except maybe, like, Russell Westbrook and Russell Russ wasn't even averaging 13, 14 assists. So, you know, he, he's, he's doing something we just, we just don't normally see. And I think it's exciting to watch. Um like this, you know, basketball week. This is like week in basketball. This Draymond Green news is like the uh, the gift that keeps on giving because everything else is kind of like you know, kind of light. There's really nothing to speak about. No, no amazing games. Um, nothing too, you know, nothing too serious. All these other teams are kind of, you know, I, I I will say, I think. I think a trade that is soon to be coming up and I believe the Bulls play the Heat tomorrow. And I know Zach Levine's still hurt. But I believe that Zach Levine needs to be traded from the Chicago Bulls. And I think that's going to... And X, I want to get your take on this, X. Because it's actually a really important, uh, important, important thing for the future of the Bulls. Do you see Zach Levine being traded soon? And do you think and who do you think they would trade him to? Um, I find it interesting that the Bulls are actually playing a bit better since he's been out with this uh foot tendonitis issue or whatever they say it was, foot soreness. 
Kobe White averaging 26 a game. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't really know if there's a market for Levine at the moment. Um, I, I don't know what team could, like, use him and immediately, like, take off. He's a quality player, but... Like some, uh, they're not really viewing him as a needle mover. He can play. He's a above average player, but I don't know. You you don't really want to like move a whole lot for a midseason trade that may or may not work out. Do you think the Lakers try to go get him? I actually think they-, they try to put a package together for him. I think the Rose is definitely gone too. Um, it won't take as much to get him, but I, I think they put together a package, but it'll probably be closer to February in all honesty. I, 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 if, if you are the Lakers, what do you offer the Bulls for Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan? Was it Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Roy Hachimura? Like, what do you offer? And better yet, what would the Bulls want with D'Angelo Russell? They have Kobe White, you know. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out. I just know I think it is time, definitely time for Zach Levine to go. Um, I think he's done. He did a great job the first couple of years in, as a Bull. But as we all know, once you sign with Clutch, you usually end up in different in a different. Uh, different locations. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how this, how this plays out. Um, I guess my last question to you, X, because we are in December, we're approaching Christmas. What teams do you see right now that need to make a move? I, I you know, I, I saw you, you, you did your, you did your thing on Orlando magic. And I think, they're very close because they are they are killing it. But are there any other teams east west that you see that need to make like an instant move right now to to either become a contender or kind of bolster their chances of being a contender? Mm. I think Indiana could use an additional score. If I was them, I would holler. At Chicago, about maybe a DeRozan or a Levine, they need extra shot creation outside of Halliburton. Because you saw when the Lakers double teamed them, a lot of guys yeah. weren't able to create their own shots. So, um, yeah. yeah, if I'm in the end, I'm looking for additional wing scoring. Um, Orlando, they're good, but like I don't know if a Levine really helps them. Uh, Dallas, they could go for Levine. Like, Jeremy Grant just signed the Supermax. I would say they could holler at Portland about Jeremy Grant, but I don't think they have anybody to match that contract. Um, Malcolm Brogdon could help teams out if any team needs a point or some additional bench scoring. Because I'm looking at teams like Portland, Toronto, potentially Atlanta, 
Memphis. I'm looking at those teams as sellers. Even Detroit and uh, San Antonio and Washington, who are on like egregious losing streaks. Um, so I look for those teams to be sellers. You got some quality role players that can help some veteran teams out. Like even like an Andre Drummond on the Bulls, he could help like the Celtics out. We could get some help uh, with the backup bigs. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of players that's kind of not wasting away. Cause I don't want to use that term, but there's a lot of players that are definitely not in the right position to um to really go ahead and make something something happen on a different team. I think the Bulls definitely need to be sellers and buyers right now. Um I don't know, man. It's uh the landscape is turning out to be real interesting for the NBA right now. <laughs> um we got a lot of we got a lot of teams coming up uh trying to make a push as we hit that you know getting close to that all-star break and in, in, in the next month or two so um and kick it over to eric eric you got any more thoughts on the nba stuff i am i am thoughtless put it on out there what needs to happen to me don't let people who don't sell tickets clown around and embarrass your fucking league and your team just saying, we're not clowning around and won't be. This upcoming weekend wrestling, I think you guys can all guess. Some of the topics are going to be going down, some dynamite review, talking about that CM Punk uh, promo with Seth Rollins tonight that exploded, popped a huge number. I um, wonder if any wrestling companies out there right now could use something like that. Um, mm. Mm. All that and more going down on weekend wrestling this week on DAR Sports Media. Working on the guests like always. Always got ideas bubbling around. Uh coming up for some real some real fun times for this brand. Uh and the reason for that, the reason we keep hitting you with these super pods, just like the 49ers offense and Brock Purdy, the world of DAR <laughs> never stops. <laughs>